feel like it might be bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yo, what the fuck is up? Holy shit, guys. <laughs> I'm fucking horny. Is this how you want to start the podcast? <laughs> we can start it however you want. I'm trying to see some babes tonight. Where are the hot ladies at? Yes, I'm recording. <laughs> you just have the angriest boner. Yeah, dude. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm just like, yo, where are the ladies at? Where are the babes at? I want to look at them. I'm trying to see some babes tonight, dude. There's something almost sexual. You're a voyeur. There's no, 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 no. There's something almost sexual about a naked woman. There's something almost <laughs> about see about the sight of a. <laughs> I don't know. Is this? Is this what, what is this, stir what this, is this guy? Who is this character? <laughs> it's my new character, Michael Breasts. Mm. It's my uh, sexual alter is that, ego. Is that all you have for Michael Breasts? <laughs> yeah, dude. That's oh all God. I've got, man. Uh, you know what? It could take some work, but, um, you know, I think there's potential. We're going to have to workshop this? Yeah, you're going to have to <laughs> workshop that a little bit. All right. Um, uh, one second. Um, this is uh, if he was German and his name was Michael Bumbelumperkopf. Uh, <laughs> Bumberkopf. Duh. Uh, yeah, I'm trying da, to yeah. see. <laughs> the fuck. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to see this. I'm trying to thing. see the breast tonight. Yeah. Where are the ladies tonight? Where yeah. are they? I want to see Where them. are the sexy ladies? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how Germans talk. Where are the babes tonight? Mmm, babes. Mm, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to see babes tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I'm I trying to go to the party. I like Michael. I like I like Michael Bumberkopf better than Michael. He's Brass. a little more interesting. Yeah, he's got a little bit more of a something interesting about it. There's I can't quite. I can't quite quoi, yeah. I, yeah, I can't quite say what it is, but yeah, uh, yeah. I was I was at the club, and uh, you know, I stepped I into the, the bathroom. I was dancing. <laughs> I had my mesh shirt on. Oh yeah, mesh shirts. Uh, we we love mesh shirts we here in Germany. Those. Yeah, and we just we 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 think that uh, you know uh, Europe needs a strong leader. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's about time. It's about time that someone stepped up. Is all that we're saying <laughs> over here? At that the off. <laughs> that was in reference to the. What was it? The New York Post. The Economist. The Economist. Yes. The Economist, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. The Don Draper. <laughs> what if? Listen here. What, if, what Germany, if Germany had a new leader? What if Germany? And what if he had some kind of must some <laughs> some sort of some sort of mustache that that defined him? And you know, I'm I'm closing my eyes, I'm visualizing. And then know. the other guy is like, Well, looks like Don Draper just solved your problem for Don, you. Don, you son of a bitch. Don, you son of a <laughs> yeah. you just do we have any questions? And they're like, Yeah, we like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um The whole time he's doing it, he's like giving like the sex eyes to like a hot fucking sexy fucking German lady. Yeah. Who's seeing the presentation. Yeah, like a really harsh That woman's name? Like Ava Brown. <laughs> Don Draper, aka Don <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, guys, welcome back to Fake Radio. Welcome back to fucking Fake Radio, yeah. baby. What the fuck is we've good? Had, dude? We've had, you know what bit, it is. We've had a little bit of a hiatus. No, we haven't, dude. You know what no, the fuck it true. is. We're just already yeah, right back we're into back. it, dude. We're back in it. 
um, for our loyal listeners. JB's returned from his uh, sojourns and sort of political foyers into yeah. Swedish political extremism. Right. That's what I was doing over there. I was studying I was studying the blade and Joined by the blade I cell. mean neo Nazis. Yeah, dude. You well know? actually the funny thing about like Germany and Sweden is they both have pretty big neo Nazi movements. They have right now. huge neo Nazi Germany, like the Grey Wolves, it's like a huge movement. Yeah, I heard that uh, I heard from a friend uh, that a lot of the bouncers at clubs in Berlin are neo-Nazis. <laughs> That's fucking insane. I, I didn't know. I didn't actually really, I mean, I kind of walked around a few clubs, uh, but I didn't really go into any of the big ones, you know? Yeah. Uh, Dude, honestly, yeah. Okay, you know what? I wasn't sure if I wanted to get into it, but I want to get, like, tell me about, tell me about Berlin. Like, let's get into Berlin. Berlin is fucking awesome, man. Like, Berlin is, Berlin feels like the New York of... Well, I, I mean, I feel like I'm not, I'm not, I haven't really traveled that much. And so I can't say what's what really, but to me, Berlin felt similar-ish to New York, just a little bit cleaner, a little bit more spread out, but it was still like, it was the only European, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the only European, the only European city I went to that smelled of shit. The only European city that's the only like- penis. <laughs> Sorry, that's the uh, that's the German word for it. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, no, but it's I like smelled. There's a lot of shit. It's a dirty city, but it was uh, that's what makes it cool. That's man. city living, man. Yeah, there are just points where you're gonna smell shit. I got food poisoning. Nice. Uh, from from a, some bread <laughs> from a kebab. Oh, word. Yeah, I think it was from a kebab. I don't know what it was, but. Uh, I was like, I was literally high because of how sick I was. I, that's how I felt when I got COVID. Yeah. Like, I was just like, I just feel fucked up. From yeah. Like being delirious. Yeah. Like I was, I was in it's my hotel fun. room just sweating and yeah. like just feeling just nauseous. And I was like, oh my God, I need to drink water. I think the water's poisoning. I literally thought that I was being poisoned by the water in my hotel. Jesus. And so I like walked outside and it was like, you know, 85 or 90 degrees. And I, I was walking around and fl- I, I must have looked like a crazy person. I was walking around in flip flops to the train station nearby because they had like a little uh, convenience store, and I was literally just like stumbling. Also, yeah, you were in Europe during the major heat waves. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, not very fun. Even in like, I mean, you were kind of up north. Berlin was a little better because I I had a fan in my room, but it was still pretty hot. I will say Austria was awesome because I think they're more used to um like hot like hotter weather and so the the place where i was staying had an ac in the room nice and i was like just like sad it was awesome how did it feel to be an old vienna vienna was fucking cool man i honestly i think that i did a bunch of touristy stuff in vienna um but i didn't feel bad about it at all yeah you well, know no, like if there's actually like history to a place yeah it's chill but you know what i mean like you go to a place and you do tourist stuff and you feel kind of you're like eh, i feel a little gross like kind of disgusted like yeah this isn't really um but in vienna i stayed in the like city center um and uh i just walked to everything basically and was fucking it was awesome it is crazy being in uh european cities just like marveling at like the presence of like the prevalence of public space yeah like oh, city centers and stuff is just like so wide open there's yeah. so many people like so much like 
just so hanging many, out yeah yeah man it's really cool america um, like i really do feel like uh it's like one of the more like important but like hard to identify political trends of the last like 30 or so years has just been like the slow winnowing away actually probably longer than 30 years of like any kind of public space yeah well that's why pioneer square is so cool man that's why i like pioneer square so much pioneer they, square have, is sick. they have those big blocks where it's just like brick and like like open space seating. yeah, yeah open space like that's the coolest shit um i felt i mean like i was with a few different people that i'd met at hostels and whatever and um they were like oh my god you're so american just like marveling at like i was like wow but like it's cool it's yeah. cool and it's well, like a great like people are just chilling people are just hanging out also for seattle listeners there's like a reason that like everyone on the hill like is obsessed with cal and like always hangs out in cal yeah it's like the clo- it's like the closest thing to like a town square or like public square type area in like the hill yeah, yeah exactly everybody goes there um but yeah man it was really cool uh i saw the egon sheila exhibit are you serious yeah that's fucking sick yeah. dude i love egon sheila there was a it was at the leopold museum there was an egon sheila exhibit uh there was a klimt exhibit are you too. shitting me dude yeah i was literally talking to uh caroline about getting prints of uh klimt stuff for yeah. the house yeah the I, gold leaf shit is so oh uh, yeah crazy. they had all of that on display that's so sick because uh, well, yeah, i guess these guys are all austrian yeah exactly yeah. The, and then some of the i don't know if you know like i got i didn't know about this but there's like there was this whole movement in the early 20th century like the vienna secession movement yeah um and they have a bunch of posters made from all of these different famous like there's a klimt poster but these were like posters that were manufactured and reproduced a lot i wonder if a um, musel was at all a part of this oh he probably was he was actually yeah, yeah. there was a whole section on vienna secession vienna artists and musel and a bunch of other um austrian yeah. writers slowly but steadily and, still working my way through man without qualities yeah it's fucking insanely good yeah it makes me want to read i read i mean they they had this really cool wall of just like it wasn't just like painters but it was uh writers yeah. and you know uh whatever uh cinematographers whatever 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 you're doing right yeah and it or like you know scientists politicians that kind of thing um all of who contributed to some art movement and uh it was all in the Vienna sort of secession. Yeah. Well, right. it is fascinating to look into guys like Klimt and um, Sheila and guys like Musil because it was like, a, I feel like the common thread across a lot of like that, like a 20s, like I guess leading up to and immediately following World War One kind of intellectual scene Yeah. was like this uh, identification that they were living under like, if not outwardly a conservative regime in the modern sense of the word, because like, like, you know monarchical conservatism was being replaced in that period by like you know fucking fascism by like more like even though it sounds contradictory to say more liberalized forms of like reactionary thought and conservatism like national socialism fascism you know like and so on and so on yeah. it's like these guys had no use for like uh like an austrian style fucking conservative regime or whatever so they realized they were living in like like the like uh the time had like passed them by you know what i mean like that's the quality that interests me the most about Musil, for instance, is like uh, there's this very sort of winsome thing he's always like alluding to, just this feeling of like, yeah, like here in Vienna, we just like we don't even realize how over everything fucking is for us in this moment. You know yeah. what I mean? It's fa- it's like fascinating to read. Yeah, you would love it, man. It was so cool. Um, yeah, and I actually went to a bunch of modern art museums too. That was good shit. Really, like contemporary stuff. Um and uh, actually i will say the leopold that which had it had klimt sheila and 
uh i think it's like joseph kaufman it was like all these different um wait no we can't talk about like uh recent exhibitions and like say that they're good to be cool we that, have to be like they they sucked dude dude th- okay that's what you I, have to be like fuck this dude <laughs> I, know, I know but i was referred there by <laughs> my friend felix whose parents own like a gallery in chicago holy shit okay well. yeah and i was like okay i'll yeah but they were but the, th- the coolest thing too is like you know you would know what you should say is i think that it's very fascist the way they organize the sheila paintings <laughs> like it's, it's a deep vein of yeah. reactionary oh my god um but no because it was literally it's basically like a museum block like there's oh, literally so like sick. like five or six museums within like you know 15 20 minutes of walking yeah so there's like the natural history there's the art history museum there's the leopold which is like a modern one which is like got the sheila and Klimt, and then there's a contemporary yeah. one called the mummock nice and the mummock uh was one of the ones that i went to my friend felix recommended it to me um and it had a bunch of like super, super modern stuff from like last year, 2019, 2020. And I was actually really surprised at how much I liked some of it. I was yep. expecting to just be like, this is fucking stupid. I hated the photography exhibit. That's actually something that I, I would like to talk about would be how much I hate photography. But um, everything, there was a lot of really cool like short, there was a short film about uh, Hurricane Irma it wasn't even a, it wasn't even really a film it was just a long shot of a, a, a like an suv driving through florida wow. and just just a shot like a really really beautiful shot of all of these destroyed houses and like damn it was really cool uh that does end sick yeah um but then there's also the hundertwasser uh house the kunsthaus in sure. vienna that was also really cool all of the floor was uneven like the floors were specifically built to be uneven and not flat because he was like this crazy dude who believed that like flat floors were uh sort of like made for efficiency and like you know capitalist purposes and he was like the human feet and like people want to feel what they're walking on and so he made all it's like really bumpy and weird and has like all these crazy lumps i'm gonna get on my joe biden redditor shit and just reference the rick and morty thing where it's like you want to experience true level you remember that yeah yeah, i remember (laughs) that yeah yeah exactly it's like the opposite of that yeah but um yeah man it was fucking cool i don't know did i send you some he made like he turned the incinerator there was like a incinerator in vienna like the incinerator center he like greenified it like he made it huh. he like put grass on the roof and he and transformed into this crazy thing it's a really fucking cool guy that guy was the coolest speaking though of like northern european cafe society i actually did recently kind of have a strange run-in with like a small i believe dutch art collective that like works in germany yeah it's a very strange series of like events dude have you ever heard of keeping it real ass art critics or like keeping it real art critics no also known as kirok no dude okay so they're like first of all i think they're sick like and you're gonna hear what i'm saying like i feel like they might hear this podcast someone involved might hear this podcast because like they recently just like like got me on instagram like i'm getting ahead of myself they're sick um they have been like brought like they've put it they've been putting out documentaries on what i guess you could call the german equivalent of bbc for a few years now um mostly about art world stuff um but like i would say less focused on like bleeding edge european gallery shit where it might be like actually interesting conceptual modern art 
and more interested in like a decadent American like art dealer gallery culture where it's like more about like uh like have you ever heard of like uh simon simkovich no it's like this like south african emigre to uh the u.s who like he, like he treats art like crypto basically yeah and, like, just like well, gets that's, people how, rich that's how a lot of people art. treat yeah it's, it, it's a non-taxable yeah. store of wealth or whatever and like right. yeah i mean there's like a huge scene in la of like uh like blowing up artists to be able to do that with i'm pretty sure there's like i don't even know if it's a conspiracy theory or not but I feel like Rothko might have been like the proof of concept that you could do that. That like rich people could just like say like they could just buy fiat, like canonize an artist. Yeah. And then like that's an incredible investment opportunity for them. Right. To be like, well, I'm going to give him $10 million for this painting. And then it's like, well, now like they're fucking set for life because they own all these paintings or something. Yeah. And they've created the value, you know? Yeah. Uh, but but anyways, I'm getting I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. Um, one of the guys from keeping it real art critics just like randomly followed me on Instagram. Like I followed them on Instagram when I started like discovered them. Cause I was like, these guys are sick. Like I want to see what they're like doing or whatever. And then like one of them just like followed me back on Instagram and tried to call me like 10 times like really? on Instagram. And I responded. And I was like, what's going on? Like, why are you doing this? And then they responded in Dutch and we're like, where are you? It's like, what? what is this? Like, like in Dutch or whatever. And I was like, the u.s <laughs> yeah <laughs> they just haven't responded since but like they follow me on instagram that's crazy i'm obviously gonna post about this on instagram so if anyone from keeping it real art critics happens to hear yeah, this you guys want to link up with please us. explain to me what you want it's because our podcast keeps it real we do i mean don't get me wrong like obviously i keep it real jb keeps it real I like we fucking keep real. it real don't yeah, get me keep wrong it real real yeah dude I keep it real about the fact that I'm just trying to see some hoes tonight. <laughs> what Same is Same dude. Up, dude. Yeah. I didn't get to geek out about <laughs> Europe for a bit, so I need to get that out. No, yeah, get it out of your system, dude. Yeah. I mean, you're like you're back. And honestly, it's like I feel like while you were gone, there was a lot of stuff I wanted to talk about, but like no, I don't really want to talk about it anymore. Okay. Like there was like a village in Japan that got raided by uh monkeys. <laughs> I want to, that sounds crazy. I'll show you some videos later. I mean, it's like old news now, but like, dude, I'm what kind of monkey was it? They were called um, fuck, I can't remember what they were called. Raider uh, monkeys, macaques, macaques, or macaque. <laughs> I don't fucking know how to pronounce it, but it's spelled M A C A Q U E. Macaque. Macaque. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, so dude, a village in Japan was raided by French monkeys. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> French Irish monkeys. No, but dude, it was like they were like attacking old people and children, like stealing shit. And, but the craziest part it was... happens was, in, your, in India. The craziest thing, though, is that like they didn't seem to like specifically want anything. It was just like a, a meditated act of violence. <laughs> That's awesome. That, <laughs> that is insane. Yeah, dude. That is fucking crazy. I love... I. I I feel bad for those people, but I love the concept of that a lot. Yeah, dude. The idea of like a group of animals being like, you know what, man, let's fucking take this town. <laughs> let's just like fuck it up. And that's no, that's, I heard that that's actually happens constantly in India. Yeah. I know people who have been to India and it's like, yeah, I was just like in a convenience store and it just got raided by monkeys. Yeah. Like monkeys just come in. Like they're taking like the bananas yeah, and the mangoes. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Or like they'll just come up to you on the street and take something out of your back pocket because they feel like it. I mean, dude, that's the thing about monkeys is that they're very ornery, mischievous animals. That's why we love them. I, yeah. I fucking love I monkeys. I really love monkeys. As Anyone? Well. Wait, did I send you that tweet from the guy from insane clown posse? 
Yeah, you did. Yeah, dude. Like the, <laughs> that one of the guys insane. in Insane Clown Posse recently tweeted like a very serious personal statement was how he introduced it. And he's like, I'm just saying I'm trying to meet some monkeys. So if I have any fans who have monkeys, like get in touch. He's like, I'm not trying to hang out with you. I'm just trying to get to the monkeys. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, and let's be real. You're only hanging out with me because I got I have sick raps. <laughs> like, so let's just transactional. Let's just keep it, yeah, it's a transactional kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Man. Shout out to the ICPL. Yeah, so. Shout out. That's Honestly, keeping it real. The Great Malenko, incredible album. Dude, they, like they have bangers. They have bangers. so many bangers, and people don't believe me when I say Dude, that. Dude, in the immortal words of um, uh, Boxer Santaro, uh, they're pimps, man. Yeah, and pimps don't kill themselves. We just watched uh, Southland Tales. <laughs> okay, I had never heard of this movie before, but it has... I don't know. Let me try to explain it. Like, it has... One of the best movies of the century so far. It has Dwayne The Rock Johnson in it. It has... Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake in it. Justin Timberlake's basically just, like... The narrator. Squinting constantly and has a crazy scar. He has, like, a post-in-sync goatee. Yeah. Still... Yeah, and he and he. There's a point where he lip syncs a killer song. It's and it's heat. And <laughs> like it's, it's really awesome. cool. <laughs> it's, it's so. It's cool. a really good scene. Um, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah, Sarah Michelle. Wallace Shawn, Amy Poehler. Yep. Brief cameo by Eli Roth. Yeah, Eli Roth is in it for like two seconds. He just gets shot. He's taking his shit. And he gets shot on the toilet. So good. Who else is just in the movie? Wood Harris, aka Avon Barksdale on the wire. Yep. Yep. He's um, in it. And then, Stifler, yes, yeah, aka Country Mac, aka Sean William Scott, yeah, uh, dude, where's my car, guy, straight up, yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy is not Ashton Kutcher, yeah, yeah, um, it's crazy, guys. If you have two and a half, <laughs> if you have two and a half hours, I honestly think that you could watch that movie high and it would be incredible. I I honestly feel as though like it can, like like the way that I felt when I was watching it with JB just now is that like uh. It makes it's, you feel high, actually, by by proc. Like it's like a contact high. But the movie, the movie really is a proof of concept that the Bush era was just like a rehearsal for the for the Trump era, and that if you like exaggerate the Bush era, you get the Trump era. It's like this movie was like all so obviously like steeped in Bush era culture. Like everyone looks like they got their clothes at fucking like Hot Topic. Yeah, and like the Put music the is fucking hilarious, and like it's like and like you know the Patriot Act, the Iraq War, like like that kind of shit is like also in the forefront but then like the movie really maximalist like but, but i'd say versions of that it's very prescient in the way it like looks forward and like it talks about like uh, internet surveillance like sex tapes celebrity culture and political culture just like sort of like converging like yeah all kinds of themes that feel in my opinion incredibly modern yeah and this and this is all with the visual aesthetic of a Spy Kids movie. Just, yeah, with by the, the way. A very 2006 Really, look. really. I mean, honestly, that's just a thing. I mean, Spy Kids had like an insane star. A sick look. Well, yeah, but also like the, I was talking like the cast of it was. Star studded. For sure. Star For sure. No. <laughs> yeah, like, that's insane. Part of why it's so good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and you're just like, how the fuck did this happen? But, um. Steve Buscemi and Spy Kids too with yeah. the thumbs. Yeah, and Sylvester he's like Doctor Sylvester Thumb. Stallone. Uh, dude, apparently it was Sylvester Sylvester Stallone who started the rumor that Richard Gere put a gerbil up his asshole because apparently they're enemies. That's awesome. Think about that. He's like, yeah, Richard Gere. He put he put yeah, a gerbil in his he ass. Put, like, he put one of those <laughs> small rodents up his ass. Yeah, what do they call? Like, oh, uh, you mean a, you mean a gerbil, Sil? 
Yeah, like a gerbil. Yeah, yeah, yeah must have been a gerbil. Yeah, must have been a gerbil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it probably was. Yeah, dude. And he's like, God, I'm, gee, I'm, so, I'm so smart. I'm sick for this. Yeah. Well, actually, that's the other I'm thing sick about sick for this. The other thing about Sylvester Stallone is that apparently, like, like he has a he's, giant cock. No, apparently oh. he's actually like secretly smart as shit. Like it's kind of like it's apparently it's a ruse. Oh, like a Jeff Town yeah. situation. <laughs> straight up, dude. Yeah. Uh, apparently I, it's a ruse. Yeah, that's insane. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, he made Rocky. Wrote, directed, and starred in Rocky. <laughs> what a shithole city, man. I've Philly? heard such, I've heard, I've heard such terrible things about Philadelphia. I can't fully talk shit on Philadelphia because no, I have I have uh, I have family who loves like like very people very close to me who love Philadelphia. I'm not trying to talk shit. I just I've heard from maybe I am trying to talk shit. I heard I heard I've literally asked multiple people about Philadelphia, and every time they're like. That place sucks. I mean, dude, like my thing is just that like I'm from Pittsburgh and so like yeah. I will naturally have a problem with Philly just as mm-hmm. someone who's from Pittsburgh. Right. I'm like fuck the birds, go Steelers. Uh go birds. No, fuck the birds, go Steelers. <laughs> fuck you, dude. Don't even fucking yeah. say that shit in my apartment, dude. <laughs> Damn. Uh no, but, I just it's just funny. To me, the the it is iconic to say go birds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, it's sick to say go birds. Yeah, but go birds though, right? I mean, yeah, go birds, go birds. Yeah, and you just move on from there. Yeah, from, yeah. from always sunny. Uh and also I did see the movie The Third Man in Philly. And The Third Man is a sick movie. It's really good. It's like a it's a film noir actually set in Vienna. Orson Welles plays the villain. The whole Third soundtrack man. is played on a zither. It's really sick. That's pretty cool. It's a, it's a like legitimately a legendary movie. So the, shout the out man to Philadelphia. inside me. It's a follow up to Tobias Funke's the third man inside me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what Michael Bumberkoff is trying to experience. At I thought Michael Bumberkoff was uh, f- uh, swaying the other way. Yeah, but he's German. Oh, right, that's right. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh man. Um I'm trying to think, should I talk I could talk more about Europe. Dude, I'm I'm I feel like you it's not just that you wanted to tell me about your experiences. I feel like you had like I feel like there were some things you wanted to go off about. Like I feel like there were some things you were like angry about. <laughs> yeah, okay. I had like I, I don't want to say here so just, I don't want to say a mental I don't want to say a breakdown, but I had a moment where I was just exceedingly pissed at every interaction I had in Europe. I think it was probably around my 4th or 5th day in Sweden. And it was because Swedish people are some motherfuckers, man. They're some motherfuckers. I was mistaken. Full disclosure, JB is Swedish. <laughs> I am Swedish. Yeah, I'm literally like half Swedish. Um, I Not that this is a bad thing, right? But I went to a bar on my first night in Stockholm. I ordered some food and I got like a few beers. And the bartender was just fucking mad dogging me the whole night. And I was like... And he came up to me and and he was like, are you Syrian? And I was like, no, I'm American. And he's like, okay. 
but it was JB like, got racially profiled like, as Syrian. I was I was literally the most insane thing I've ever experienced. Just a, JB's from New Hampshire. Yeah, I'm from yeah, literally I'm from New Hampshire. <laughs> My dad lives in Chicago. Like I, I'm a very very white guy, and I got like profiled in Sweden. <laughs> People either thought I was Syrian or I was Jewish in Sweden. Nice. And I don't I don't know what the I mean, not that that it's offense. It's not an offensive thing, but like the sort of intonation of them asking me that. You should have been like, "Fuck you! I'm Lebanese. Don't ever call me <laughs> yeah, Syrian again." Yeah. <laughs> I, it was it was insane. It was it was really weird. Uh, also, Swedes are just really awkward. That's that's known. Yeah, I didn't know that uh, until I went. But it was beautiful. Very. Did you beautiful. meet uh, Young Lean? Uh, no, but I went by. Um, <laughs> I went by the Viagra Boy guys uh, tattoo parlor because it was literally right around the corner. That's it's it's so weird to me that they're Scandinavian. Mm. Well, the lead singer is actually like a transplant from California. That okay? His I mom's see. like Swedish, I think, or something like that, I see. and he speaks fluent Swedish. But I see. Um, I was gonna say like it just does not seem like swedish yeah but that but the rest of the band is like full full swede um i bet if you ask them about like hit the lyrics they were like we don't really we don't know yeah the i mean the lyrics are i don't did you get a chance to listen to cave world i listened to a, a tiny bit of it but uh not yeah. like enough to like s- really speak on it too it's much. pretty good it's pretty good i really listened to it i wasn't as into it but it was still it's still good i don't know they're touring now so I do think that um, uh, here at the end of the summer, we got some pretty strong contenders for like top 10 albums of the year in OC's foul form. Yeah. That's, I mean, that is new fat white family is coming out soon. Really? Leah yeah. Saudi's back. Uh, I say either it's either fat white family or uh, I'm pretty sure it's actually fat white family. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, Leah Saudi and then the, the guitarist Saul is releasing stuff too. Nice. I also saw Leah Saudi when I was in Berlin. It was fucking awesome. This is big for JB. It was a huge, it was a huge moment for me. Uh, this would be like if I got to meet my heroes, Woody Allen, Roman Polanski, and Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm nice. not, I don't even know why I'm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> just name, just name them all. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Kevin Alec Spacey. Alec Baldwin. Just the boys. Um, Alec Baldwin, honestly, you know what? I do want to say that one time we were just like, all on the pod being like yeah obviously alec Baldwin's a piece of shit i do feel like in my heart i'm like dude he didn't know yeah but he's like a piece of shit because he got like off he's like scot-free basically dude because like he really like this is a guy who worked has worked in hollywood for decades he expects to be handed a fake gun that wouldn't go off yeah i guess it's not on him i don't know yeah i yeah you're right i shouldn't i mean it's just easy to make fun of him. I mean, dude, I, I bet he's like one of the most like narcissistic pieces of shit. Like, yeah, don't get me sure. wrong. Not fully defending him. Yeah. But we were like putting him on the level of like Kevin Spacey one time on the pond. <laughs> like he like molested boys. <laughs> That's fucked up. Dude. And I mean, he did kill. A, okay. Let's say he killed a woman. <laughs> he killed a woman. <laughs> it's so. still so insane to like think about that. Like. <laughs> so i guess i'm not gonna like defend him too hard like he personally pulled the trigger that shot a bullet that killed a, <laughs> a woman <laughs> literally insane it's completely insane yeah but like and they use but, that, they use that take 
You're like, I mean, keep rolling. <laughs> keep it rolling. How could they not? You know? I mean, that's just gold right there. How could they not if you think about it? Holy shit, dude. Uh, okay, I was telling you earlier I watched Ocean's Eleven. Pretty good. Dude, yeah. awesome. I've been obsessed with like Las Vegas movies lately. You're you're in that mode? Yeah, I'm in that mode. I don't know why. I want to go back. We should watch Casino. Yeah, we should watch Casino. I'm, I still haven't seen Casino. Yeah, I'm really should, trying to see we, it. We should sit down and watch it. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm done. Incredible. And it's all like, you know, based around like a true story. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. Breaking Bad. I'm watching that now too. Nice. I started watching um, Money Heist, La Casa de Papel. Have you heard of that? House of Money. Yeah. It's like it's like a Spanish TV show. It's Spencer's. It's Spencer and Jackson's like favorite show. I think. I know it's at least Spencer's. Those boys. Those they're those so boys. There's just something about those boys. So strange. They'll that's never weird. listen to the pod, so I feel completely no, comfortable being like, "This is like." There's some things where I'm just like, "Those boys." Those boys. No, I love them. They're so sick. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I fucking love them too. Actually, I mean. By the time this pod comes out, it'll be irrelevant, but we're going to the show tonight. Yeah, but we're playing another show on the 25th. August 25th? Uh, August. At yeah. the Blue Moon? I believe so. Your son, the professor. Your son, the professor. I think I'll be playing in that one. <laughs> I'm not sure. JP may or may not be in the band. Yeah, I might have be. I might have been replaced at this point. But the thing honest. is, is even if JB's not in the band, I feel like we both still like love and would plug the band. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I'll plug like the it's band. amicable. It's all amicable. I started that band literally so i can plug it i can do whatever i want to it i brought you into this world yeah, i'm gonna I take you <laughs> kill it i don't know um but yeah 25th um it's probably gonna be really cheap so but yeah i mean come on this is you know it's we'll yeah. have we'll have some alerts um instagram i got back on instagram recently and uh everybody follow his username is uh hot girls send pics yeah 69 yeah hot girl penis 69 actually um explain <laughs> no i don't fucking know man uh no but um instagram sucks but the 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 quality of memes is like i've missed it yeah the ability to send memes so easily there's some really good shit man there's some good shit out there yeah i find true. really good shit randomly i'm kind of i'm kind of over memes a little bit i'm like starting to get over memes a little bit what do you mean over them yeah i mean okay i'm like this i'm gonna like be getting on like my like fucking like like pretentious high-minded shit when i say this but it's like i feel like memes i mean i think it goes without saying and that like most people who have thought about it would agree with me when i say that like memes were like the they're like one of the most recent sort of original forms of art you know what i mean like i, I would say that like as opposed to just like a strange crease in like online communication or like something else that you could designate it at. I would call, I would call it like art and I would call it a new kind of art. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's very different from like the way that visual art has ever worked in any other period in history. It's like completely unmediated by galleries or by curators or anything like art historians or anything like that. It's like mutable. I mean, not to get on my like lefty language shit, but it's like really sort of anarchic and like free and like predicated on the movement of free information. Yeah. The way that like get is. It's like, it's just like, it's the way that like, it's like if the way that everyone talks, like the, the way that that changes over time could be like crystallized, like we would call that art. And I feel like memes are like that too. 
but I also feel like they're like kind of dying on that level now and like ceasing to be art because I feel like we're getting to a point where like uh, the marketing world and like the barons of social media have like figured out how to commodify it and it's just like memes yeah, are like so a part of consumer sh- like Dude, that's targeting like, shit now. that happens to literally anything though no but i'm just saying it's like think about how many like of the big memes of like the last few years were just like all about like getting people to like buy something it's like dude the like the last big yeah. one on tiktok was like the like just the last meme on tiktok was buying tickets to go to see the fucking minions movie it's like i'm sorry like i'm not like e- like it's not cynical to be like this was obviously a fucking marketing yeah ploy. but that you're being so selective about it you're picking like the big shitty ones that's like picking like the bottom text things and being like this is not good no dude i no, think but that, like i think there's something to the fact that like memes have like been captured by fucking marketing divisions yeah, of like some major of it, but that's just like any that's like anything in cats any piece of art like ever i don't know i mean the, but like, I, I see what you're saying and that there's like is like a section of of like whatever meme culture that has been commodified because obvi- that, that and like on boomer shit i think tiktok that's accelerated like literally it. unavoidable with literally like with anything i mean you could literally you could say that for any form of art it wouldn't ruin it though you know what i mean there's I like there's still true. like tons and tons of just horrible like offensive not money-making meme like memes that are literally are like are are too weird or surreal or i don't know like postmodern to even be possibly marketed as anything i feel like the truly weird memes that like like you say like the ideal meme that no one could benefit off of is like actually very rare and that most memes actually do benefit someone dude i don't agree with you at all somewhat like like (laughs) monetarily benefit somebody not necessarily monetarily but like spiritually it's like dude think about how meme culture siloed people into like the new right ahead of the trump election and think about like the way that like meme culture is like a huge part of like the modern online left. Do you know what I mean? It's like I feel like all those things like that like that that is real. That is like you can kind of like tangibly like observe that phenomena. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like I mean, not it's to co-opted get a, like, by different political groups to to whatever like to like convey a message more succinctly or like more powerfully or whatever, but I just I don't think that any I don't think that it, it like like making a meme about like a caterpillar moving quickly and being like always oh, moving like that like who is that benefiting no d- no like don't get me wrong like i and that's the shit that i think is art i think that that's like a modern folk art form but that's like most memes i don't most know most memes that, are bro. absolute shit like they're they're totally shit there's very little thought put into them and that's what makes them like i, I quote unquote art or whatever See, but also this is this they're is what makes benefiting anybody this is what makes memes difficult to talk about is that like there is like a sort of very natural sense of anarchy to like the way everything moves around that makes yeah. it hard to ever say anything conclusive about them I'm, I'm only right. speaking i'm only speaking to like vibes that i feel like i've picked up like i know that i couldn't like ever like present evidence about this because it's just the internet does not fucking work that way yeah i mean the like memes have been like certain huge meme pages like whatever like daquan or grape juice boys or whatever the yeah, fuck, yeah like fuck jerry or whatever like it's all like been monetized but of course they're like they're not meme pages they're marketing companies literally yeah, yeah. and then and of course they're going to reach out into the most i mean it's not i don't even think it should be shocked at this point it's like of course any industry that's related to art or marketing or advertising is going to do what they do, which is try to monetize, like capture by money. Yeah, interests. Exactly. yeah. And, and I'm not like clutching my pearls and being like, I can't believe they did this to my memes. You know, it's just like, 
I do think no, we're but reaching I don't the think point. That, I don't think that invalidate. I don't think that changes their value as like as like art or whatever. I mean, I kind of think that it could mean. It's like, dude, I just, I could see the internet changing soon enough and quickly enough that like that like meme culture like if not goes away like changes a lot you know what i mean and then like what would be left with you know what i mean it's like i don't know it's like are there gonna be memes in the metaverse you know what i mean the metaverse is the literally the fucking dumbest idea that is never gonna do any that's never gonna actually have an effect on anything it's never gonna happen and yet like the like a fucking I don't know if you can call it blue chip, but like a fucking S and P 500 company, like one of the biggest companies in the, like the online world is like fully like, that's all they're doing now. Yeah. You know but that, I mean? that's, that's if anything, that's just a testament to what I'm saying is because they're so disconnected from any sort of modern online culture about memes or internet sort of like what people like to do on the internet that they thought that that and pouring millions and millions of dollars into that, was a good idea that's true i don't think zuckerberg like understands no nobody understands that's what i'm saying that's where that's where the 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 key difference between like the monetization of memes and then like people like you and me who like i don't know like whatever is a video of of a a monkey baking a frog sucking stick or something (laughs) like that's like funny to us but that could never be monetized or like altered in a way where it's marketable or is going to benefit somebody. You know what I mean? Just wait, dude. The like Michael Bloomberg, when he runs for president in 2024 is going to like use the video of a monkey making a frog (laughs) suck his dick, dude. Like never, never underestimate. I'll I'll literally donate to Michael Bloomberg's campaign. If he can take that video (laughs) and spin it in a way where it it makes people want to vote for him, I'll vote for him. You remember when he was like, like when he like used meme accounts? Yeah, they all use meme accounts, but you could tell how disconnected and like fucking ridiculous they were because they so strange. They hired some like twenty-eight-year-old who doesn't leave their house, and they're like, "This guy knows what's going on." But also, okay, also, I feel like maybe we could agree on this more, even if we're like, I guess I'm, I haven't, I'm not even like making, a, I haven't made like a coherent point, like to be fair. But it's like, I feel like we could agree to the extent that like you can see these like moneyed interests like moving in and trying to do shit. It's like Michael Bloomberg trying to like run for president using memes. Like that is, it might not mean that they're dead, but it's a death rattle. It's like, it's a bad sign for memes. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think so. That's just, it's a sign that they're like not the spot where something cool is going to be happening anymore. It's like, if, if, if we're on the same like fucking plane as Michael Bloomberg's campaign team, you know what I mean? We're not on the same plane as them. I don't, maybe you're right. No, maybe man. you're right. I don't maybe think I'm just so. being I, cynical. It's like th- that's little it's a marketing tactic. Of course they're going to take whatever any trend that you think is like cool or or you know like valuable in terms of whatever art if if people like it it's going to be co-opted and perverted by somebody who wants to make money off of it. It doesn't mean that like the entire medium is is dead or dying. It's just, it's just a fucking it's what it is it's a fucking greedy like money grab marketing tactic by some out of touch fucking geriatric well but i I also think the interesting thing with regard to uh like meme culture specifically which is that like um like it is it is entirely dependent on like the modern like makeup of the web like it's like it depends on like instagram and tiktok yeah basically and it's like those things are very mutable and like very beholden to the kind of like they're closer to being on Bloomberg's side than they are to being on our side. You're right. You're right. But uh, the that kind of shit, like, 
Well, TikTok I'll, not a, TikTok is not on America's side. No, no. Respect I know. to TikTok for that. <laughs> yeah, China, folks. China, China. Um, no, but like I, you get when you get like a a recommended photo or a video or something in some algorithm that is so clearly an ad, like a sponsored place thing. You know it like immediately. Well, yeah, well and that that is something that's also interesting to talk about with regards to modern online culture. Is that like, dude, like advertising is like the the actual money maker behind like Facebook and Google right now. Yeah, and like at some point, like that bubble's gonna burst because like everyone knows it doesn't work. Yeah, it, or it does work for some. It, like, the, yeah, it's like it, it, like at scale, it fucking doesn't work. No, it might yeah, work on some people, but at scale, right. it does not fucking work. There's yeah, no way. It really doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's but hilarious. Yeah, it's like one of those things where you put a ton of money into it and you get some sort of return and they're like, well, that's we have to keep putting money into it. Literally. Yeah. It's like just creates fake jobs, which is me posting on my Instagram account every day or whatever, three three times a day and being like, guys, look at this new... There are people our age like making more money than us to just tell their bosses like, yeah, the memes are great today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we're selling, we're moving units off these memes today. <laughs> yeah, literally. That's like that's what I'm saying. Like they just like they'll post some like shitty meme, and then somebody, I don't know. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like there's, I don't know. It's just it's it's just like regular art. Like there's art that's not good, and there's art that well, and we like, like yeah, and like. Or, I don't. That sounds shit. There's art that we don't like. There's art that we like. Well, because like, uh, like it goes without saying that the gallery world has like been through these kinds of problems a million fucking times over relative to like the yeah. like, meme world. It's like, dude, think about like, like last time I went to the Met, there was still a wing named after the fucking Sackler family, right? Like Oxycontin fucking put like a sarcophagus in the Met. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. fucking crazy to think about. Yeah, which is yeah, which is insane. Yeah. Um. um they didn't do anything wrong though so <laughs> shout out the sacklers <laughs> shout out sacklers free the sackler family yeah. free the sacklers dude let's make some memes about the sacklers yeah. and how they're innocent sackler in big kanye beating like bill cosby innocent like all <laughs> yeah, cops. remember yeah. that on twitter god that was awesome um yeah dude i don't know what are we at Dude, I mean, we, uh, dude, we, I feel like, we, I feel like we could keep going off, man. Yeah. And we're at like 45 minutes. Nice. I could keep going off if, if you're down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I feel like talking about like gallery society, like led us to like meme society in an interesting way. Cause like those are like the two poles of modern visual culture, basically. Like stuff you go out of your way to experience in person or stuff you experience on your fucking phone. Yeah. And they're like, they're both mediated by like different versions of like the same, like shitty societal forces, i.e. capital. It is really interesting. Yeah. There was a, I was told about this art critic for New York times, I think who is like in his late seventies and he used to be a truck driver or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? What's his name? I don't know his name. I, I know there name. is like I know there is like a boomer art critic that like is like kind of interesting for the new. He's, he's actually like, like really cool. Yeah. He but but he just would write. He when he was like he was like a truck driver. He would listen to all these tapes on uh, art history and that kind of thing, and then would write in his own little op eds about art that's coming out or like all the sort of controversies, and yeah. he'd mail them in, and he eventually just got like 
noticed and they immediately published like some of his shit that he sent in because he's a really really great writer that's interesting but i forget his name so this doesn't make any sense it's not fucking worth talking about also while we're like waxing on like the broad state of art forms like i recently had the thought it's like uh i feel like i feel like one of the problems with music today is that um like the big streaming companies have like made it so disposable that like an album is like like compare comparing it to other forms of art like an album is like closer to being like a youtube video than it is to being like a movie in terms of like how we think of it you know what i mean yeah like that level of disposability and just how hard you think about it or how seriously you take it i feel like that's like the level that albums have been like reduced to by streaming culture both in terms of the fact that the quality has suffered in like by big pop albums it's like if you think about like the mega pop stars who put out like 30 song long albums because like that's what's good for the streaming services and everything sucks it's like terrible mid-ass drake albums yeah or like serious smaller artists who like put a lot of work into an album but their only real hope is that like maybe one song kind of blows up because streaming services although i guess that's not a new problem that's similar to the radio era but like yeah it has like really brought like the like the value the cultural value or cultural capital held by like the average sort of musical act i think down you know what i mean yeah i agree well i don't know because i i I do think it's sort of on the artists too because i think a lot of artists are just really afraid to step out of their uh like kind of zone like their comfort zone well because well and but to be to be charitable it's because i think art like musicians don't feel like they have any leverage yeah but i know but like but it's like do you want to make something boring that's going to be like just tepid and and like nobody wants to listen to it really so so you don't say the wrong thing or do you want to actually try to make something challenging you know what i mean or like interesting which is like i think there's just such a distinct lack of that which is like i mean that's what i think like all of the i think all of the best like visual art in my opinion is like it had a very specific message that usually was either conveyed in a really interesting way or the message itself was like provocative or gaston huh gaston yeah yeah exactly yeah. gaston yeah philip gaston it's gaston yeah <laughs> i was like what are you saying <laughs> yeah yeah exactly philip gaston or um yeah or goya or like i don't know ba- bacon like uh basquiat dude fuck. yeah basquiat i mean you can name any but it's like they're all had like a very specific message that they wanted to like break out of or i don't know i mean you could probably make a argument for for uh, pollock yeah. you know like just like weird abstract shit but like abex i'm not personally incredibly interested in tbh but no I see why uh, but, some but are, you but see what I, but you like you see the point which is like yep. they wanted to do something different that was going to be like challenging and weird and i feel like a lot of artists are like i they're so beholden to trying to play that game with like spotify and streaming services that the uh the content and like what they make suffers really really badly as a result yeah i'm kind of wondering if the answer isn't to like uh i honestly i wonder if maybe musicians shouldn't like work in a way where they feel like they have to earn the internet it's yeah like i feel like once you're selling out shows that's when you consider releasing a single on the internet you know what i mean i kind of feel like that might be like a useful heuristic like a, a useful way to think about it it's like yeah once you're like hot in like the city you live in that's when you like get on Bandcamp. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. I'm into that idea. Right? Like, I don't yeah. know. That, that feels right to me. I mean, like, honestly, I'm kind of thinking, like, that's how I'm going to work moving forward. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, it's 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 more. I think there's more integrity behind that sometimes. Yeah, but I also I, I think that just like you should you should just. I don't know. Well, I think that you that like you, you can't account for taste, but I think that the the coolest music is usually stuff that's bucking some sort of trend whether it's a genre trend or it's a crazy lyrical content or but i think that like i think that by like treating it like you have to earn being on the internet you like sidestep that whole thing it's like you you beat that game by not playing yeah it's just like you just have to ensure that you're dope whether it's like subversive or transgressive or whether it's just like a really well executed like but faithful representation of like your genre or your style you know what i mean I feel like yeah. either way, like you kind of have to like. I feel like you should build your audience on the ground. Is like kind of what I've been yeah, thinking I think about music lately. Yeah, I think that's a good way to do things. I definitely think that's a great way to do things. Yeah, I don't yeah. Really, the, 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 I've just been like bouncing that around lately, just thinking about that a lot. It's definitely cooler because when you go see a show live, it feels more special because they don't have all of the music you just heard on Spotify because yeah. like a small band or whatever. And also, I w- I've been I wanted to ask. So I mean, like, uh, so. You're like you're not sure about your son, the professor, but I know that you have like some other musical projects you're getting into lately. Like, yes, just want to hear about them. Yeah, uh, my friend Felix and I are uh, working together, and we're gonna make some break core music. <laughs> nice, <laughs> which is crazy. You got like a project name yet? No, no, no. It's really, 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 really early on in the stuff. But he's just been fucking around with drums. Um, just a lot of amen breaks yeah and uh or amen breaks i don't know how you say them whatever yeah. uh and uh he wants live instruments it's kind of his it's more him than me he he came up with the idea originally and he wanted me to help uh record instruments and sort of like melodic stuff because he's he i would he's really really smart computer science dude like he knows a lot about just how he's a really technical guy but yeah he doesn't he didn't really play much music so i'm trying to help a little bit more on the like structural and melodic side of things yeah but he wants the the goal for him which i think is a really cool thing that i want to help out with too is like he wants to combine um try to make a mix of like shoegaze and break core yeah yeah no we've talked about that that's like it's like we know that that works we know that that's sick yeah which is really cool yeah uh and um, shout out velocity design comfort yeah one of the best albums of the century so far in my opinion sweet trip yeah 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 uh but yeah and then um i don't know just some i mean just some like solo stuff but i still want to work on the stuff that we never did anything but like dude we the doors open obviously yeah i still i like dude i have not like the song that we worked on together like i like i'm not i'm not showing that to anybody else you know what i mean it's like i'm hoping to hell yeah still do that sometime yeah i think we should um and also uh, just just say not i don't have anything to plug yet but like expect i'm gonna start being really annoying soon (laughs) yeah riley's got stuff coming up too yeah Uh, get ready for that just warning you be prepared so you, yeah so i'm putting you all y'all on fucking notice <laughs> yeah if like if i see you around i'm, I'm gonna be really annoying <laughs> anyone listening to this okay yeah, so watch out yeah that's fucking right uh but yeah i mean you got anything else you want to say that's all i got for today all right man yeah this has been fucking fake radio